you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want you to turn to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, and I want to look at verses 7 through 10 tonight, today. I want to talk to you about the love of the Father and of the Son. So we think about the fact that we have been working our way through the Advent season, getting closer and closer to Christmas. We're into the third week of Advent, and the first week is all about the hope, looking back, looking forward, knowing that there's hope because of the faithfulness of our God. And last week we looked at the joy that comes in knowing, or the peace that we, we have Yes, it was peace last week we looked at. Joy comes next. Um, today we want to look at love. The love of the Father and the love of the Son. In 1 John chapter uh, 4 here, he tells us about this kind of love. The love that you and I are to have one for another. The love that we're to have for the world. Where does that love come from? And John reminds us that love came from the Father and the Son. Would you stand with me as we honor the reading of the word of the Lord? First, John chapter 4, starting in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sin. Father, as we bow before You this morning in reverence to the Word of the Lord, John reminds us about the depth of the love of the Father and our Son and how that when that love of the Father and Son is applied to our lives, then we can love the world and love one another. And just as you came to love us, not because we loved you first, but because you loved us. Let us go into the world, not because the world loves us, but because you first loved us. And may we take the love of the gospel to a lost and dying world the sake of the kingdom, the sake of the sacrifice of Jesus on Calvary's cross. Let the Spirit of the Lord move in this place, hide me behind the cross, the cradle, that we might see the love of the Father and the love of the Son. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. You know, every Christmas, we remember Joseph and Mary. We remember their long trip to Bethlehem. 
We remember the shepherds in the fields and the angels in the sky. We remember the baby in the manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. Remember the star in the sky, the magi worshiping Jesus and presenting him with gifts. Lance Havner, old-time North Carolina country preacher, said, Christmas is based on the exchange of gifts, the gift of God to man, his unspeakable gift of his son, and the gift of men to God. And when we present our bodies a living sacrifice to him, Christmas, it is a wonderful story to be told. Might I remind you that it's more than a story. It is the truth. It is a true story of the love of the Father and the love of the Son. It is history. It is His story. And it is our story as well. The story of when the love of the Father came down through the love of the Son in person, in the person of Jesus Christ. So today I'd like to share with you just three simple truths from this scripture that tell us of how love came down at Christmas time. They are simply, love comes from the Father. Love came down to earth. And finally, love came down to the cross. And so today I wanted to make sure that the manger and the little pretty baby if you hadn't stepped up here there is actually a baby in the manger today and he looks real by the way and the sheep but in the back the cross because what a baby in a manger could not do for us a man who came through that manger died on that cross did what we needed the love of the father and the love of the son so the very first thing that I want us to see is found in verses 7 and 8 that talk about love comes from God beloved let us love one another for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. And he that loveth not, knoweth not God yet. For God is love. Have you ever stopped to wonder where love comes from? When you see the love between a man and a wife, where did that love come from? Or the love between a parent and a child? or the love between family or good friends. At Christmas time, there seems to be, for the most part, an extra measure of love around as people give to each other, and especially those in need. You know, this last week, I got to be a part of the Ash County Christmas Project, where 770-plus kids received the generosity of gifts from folks of this county and from Mecklenburg County where they 
gave us a thousand book bags filled with school supplies that we could give out. And out of the abundance of love from this county, not only did we take care of the children of this county, but 200 book bags, 100 bikes, and other things were sent to Kentucky to where they had recently experienced great flooding and devastation. The love of the people at Christmas time. Where did that love come from? Where does love initiate? Most people agree that love is one of the most beautiful things in the world. But where did that love come from? The Bible gives us the answer. Right here, love comes from God because God is love. There has never been a time that there was not God. And there was never a time that there was not love. The Bible begins with four words in the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God. Well, what we can say is in the beginning, God is love. And so we could say, in the beginning, love. Love is what created the universe. Love is what created the world. Love is what created humanity. Love is what created God's desire to have a relationship with us. Love is what motivated the Father to begin to do what we know as life. Love. Love has always existed from before there was a beginning. Even before the world was created, there was love. Jesus prayed this in John chapter 17 and verse 24. Father, I want those you have given to me to be with me where I am and to see my glory and the glory that you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Did you hear that? Before the creation of the world, God loved the Son, and the Son loved the Father, and the Holy Spirit loved them both. People sometimes wonder, who did God love before he created people? Well, I just gave you the answer. The answer is that God loved himself. What? Yes, God loved himself. God loved uh, uh, his Son, God loved the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says they are three in one. So therefore, God loved himself. God is one, yet in three specific persons. So the Father loved the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Son loved the Father and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit loved the Father and the Son. And with all that confusion, we simply call it the Trinity of God. Because for many of us, that's all that we can handle. To understand all that God is and, and all of that, well, if you want to know a little bit more, here's a plug. On Wednesday nights, we're studying who God is. And we're not just talking the surface level. If you ask some of those that have come, they will say they leave with their head hurting. I do too. Because God is deep. And to understand him in the depth of who he is, we have to dig deep into who he is. And we've been talking about what is he like. 
And see, when we begin to understand the Trinity of God, it begins to say, wow, I've never seen God in that fullness ever before. But that's who he is. And because he is Trinity, love has always existed because God has always existed and God is love. And therefore, love has been before there ever was. Love the Father and the Son and the Trinity. But God not only loved himself before creation, and he looked because he looked forward to a time when he could love us. We read in Ephesians chapter 1, Paul said in verse 4 and 5, according as he has chosen us before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love having predestined us so through the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. And so there was active love between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit before creation. There was also an electing love of God to choose us as whom he would save and redeem as he took eternity past and gave it a present by creating us. So before the world was, there was love, not only for God, for himself, but for his creation in which he would create to adopt to himself sons and daughters of faith. So where does love come from? It doesn't come from that emotional uh, feeling that we get in our hearts. It doesn't come from that sappy story that we write on a card. Love doesn't come from uh, all of those things that the world says that if you spend enough time and money, uh, you will have love. No. Just look around. Look at relationships. They're constantly falling in and falling out of love. Because love doesn't come from flowers and candy. Love comes from God. And when God is the center of it, love is secure. Love is stability. God is love. So that's your first truth for today as to where love comes from. Love comes from God. The second truth that I want to share with you this morning is love came down to earth. It's one thing for the love of the Father to, to love us from heaven. It's one thing for God to love himself, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's one thing for him to love creation from a far, far, far away. Many Many, unfortunately, in this world today even still look at God at that perspective. They say, well, I believe there's a God, but I believe he loves us from afar. But I want you to know my God loves from near. He was afar, but he came near. The Bible says that he came down to earth. Look at verse 9. In this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. 
this time of year, we celebrate the fact that God sent his son into the world to be born of a, a virgin as an innocent child, helpless and hopeless, to be born into poverty and laid in a manger, surrounded by sheep and other animals, welcomed into this world not by the religious or the rich, but by the most despised of all men, shepherds. Shepherds. The first to welcome God to earth besides his mom and his earthly dad. The Bible says that the love of the Father came in the form of a baby born of a virgin. John's gospel tells us that the light of the world came into the world, but the world loved darkness better than they loved light. So they reject the light and stayed hid in the darkness of their sin. Love came down to earth because God created us because he loved us and God loved us because he wanted to have a relationship with us, not from afar, but close, personal, a personal relationship where he lives in us, with us, and we live in him with him. But after God created us and he walked among us, we rebelled in sin and turned away from him. But that didn't stop the love of the Father nor the love of the Son. For God came anyways. Love began in heaven among the persons of the Trinity, but love came down to earth at Christmas in the form of a child, leaving behind his glory, taking upon the form of humanity, even to the shame of the cross. The Nicene Creed puts it this way. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds. God of God, Light of light, the very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. But the Gospel of John gives us a simpler understanding when it says this in verses 1 and 2 and then verse 14 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The miracle of Christmas, the story of Christmas is that a baby in a manger was God in human flesh. God became a man. The Son of God became the Son of men. 
Jesus, who had lived with God the Father for all of eternity, entered into the world on Christmas. He left the glories of heaven and came to earth as a tiny, defenseless, helpless baby. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. That we might have relationship with him. But you see, the shepherds came They were amazed. They left and went back to their lives, moved and changed by a baby in the manger. But it wasn't until that baby grew up 30-some years later that they experienced the fullness of what it meant for the Son of God. He was not born for the purpose of being in just a manger. And we do disservice at Christmas time by only having the manger here. Because without the cross, his story is incomplete. The way that God the Father showed the love And the way the son showed his love was not just sending him in to be born of a virgin, but to be willing to die on a cross for your sins and mine, not for his own. It is the cross that allows us to see the true love of the Father and the true love of the Son. For when asked, how much do you love humanity, Jesus? He stretched out his arms. And he let them nail him to a cross. That's love. The love of the Father the love of the Son came down to earth so that we could love Him the way He loves us. The third truth in which I want you to see this morning is that love came down to the cross. Look at verse 10. Love came down from God. That's the first truth. Love came down to earth to be born in a manger. That's the second truth. The final truth is that love came down to the cross. In 1 John chapter 1, chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be born for our sin. God loved us so much that not only did He send Jesus to earth, He sent Him to the cross of Calvary. God could no longer love us from afar. Jesus traveled a great distance when He came down from heaven to earth 
but he traveled a greater distance when he went to the cross to take away the sins of the world. John recognized him as the the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. God loves us that much. Paul said in Philippians 2 about Jesus, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of the servant made in a humble likeness and being found in the appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to death even the death on the cross before time was before creation was God had a plan his plan was to create a universe and in that universe, populate it with humanity. A humanity that he knew would reject him, but that he would have to show his love for. Because it wasn't enough for God just to say, I loved you enough, I made you, didn't I? No, it wasn't enough for us. See, what we needed to know was not only did God love us enough that he created us, but that God loved us enough that he could no longer be afar but had to come to where we were to become like us. But that in itself was not enough either. For the light of the world came, but the world knew him not. So he had to go to the cross. He had to take care of the one thing that was the barrier between humanity and God. And it's sin. And everybody has that problem. All of us. Sin is our common problem. It's what separates us from God. In His plan all along was to be the propitiation, the payment, the replacement, the substitute for your sin and mine. When Mary became pregnant with Jesus, the angel told Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will give his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is the New Testament name for the Old Testament name Joshua. Joshua which literally means the Lord is salvation. And so the name Jesus literally means salvation or Savior. He is our salvation. He is our Savior. Jesus lived his entire life in the shadow of the cross, knowing that, that to show his love for humanity was not enough just to create them 
was not enough to give them everything that they needed, was not enough to come and live among them. They, they needed more. They needed his life as an atonement for their sin. The story of Christmas is one that God came to show his love. And the Son came to give his love dying on a cross for us so that we could be here today celebrating Christmas and thanking God for his gift of love his gift of love and life and we love not because we love God we love because God loved us And we offer our gift not because we love God, but because God loved us and gave his gift of life to us. Therefore, church, let the Christmas story be that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die on a cross so that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The angel said to the shepherds at first Christmas Eve, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This is the true gift of Christmas. For it is the gift of love. Not simply the gift of a son, but the gift of a savior. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. Love came down. Love came far away. Love came all the way to the cross for a sinner such as I and for you. So as we continue our journey in preparation for the Christmas experience, remember Christmas is all about love because it is the love of the Father and the love of the Son. It came down from heaven, came to earth, and went all the way to the cross. As Corey Ten Boone said, who among us can add to Christmas? The perfect motive is that God so loved the world. The perfect gift is that he gave his only son. The only requirement for humanity is simply to believe. Believe that God the Father loved us. That God the Son loved us. And the reward? The reward is great. For the reward is faith. Faith 
that promises us everlasting life. That says your sins are forgiven. Your broken relationship has been restored, renewed. Your fellowship with God is made again. May we love others as Christ loved us. May we offer our lives as a living sacrifice for his love. Let the truth of Christmas be seen in us. For it is the fact that the love of the Father and the Son came to us. What will you do with his love. Will you keep it? Will you hold it tight? Or will you share it? For the truth of the love of the Father and the love of the Son is that we can never give it away. The more that we share, the more that we receive. We will never, never run empty of his love. May we share his love throughout Christmas. Amen. Rod, do you want to sing or just play? Just play. With every head bowed and every eye closed, The love of the Father and the love of the Son has come for you today. If you're here today and you've never experienced His love, by what I mean by that is you've never received His forgiveness of your sin, you've never asked Him into your heart as your Savior, that's what He came for. That's what He wants to do. And so I encourage you encourage you to think upon that today and if it's within the will of the Father and being led by the Spirit you come this morning and receive his great gift of love but if you're here this morning and you've received that love maybe there's somebody that you know in your life in your sphere of influence that has would you just pray for them this morning? Would you just ask God to make you that evangelist, that missionary, that one who will share that depth of that love with others? Maybe there's some that you love that don't love him. And you just want them to know the love of the Father and of the Son. As Tammy begins to play, as you stand to your feet,